Hello, and welcome to the Power Your Advice podcast. The Power Your Advice podcast is designed to bring financial advisors new ideas, why those ideas should be considered, and how to implement them into your business. This podcast is brought to you by Advisorpedia, the best place for advisors to grow their minds and businesses. And now, please join your host, Doug Heikinen. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. We feel it's our duty at Advisorpedia not only to bring content to financial advisors that make them better in every way, but to table set and educate. This is another in that educational set that we hope benefits everybody. Today's topic is investment banking. Why do they matter? And what does the future hold for these firms? To do that, we have Richard Rappaport with us, who's the founder of West Park Capital Group. West Park Capital is a full-service investment banking and security brokerage firm which serves the needs of both private and public companies worldwide, as well as individuals and institutional investors. Rick, thanks so much for being with us. Well, thank you for inviting me here. So let's table set for everybody. Um, How do you define investment banking? So investment banking, as I can define it for West Park Capital, is we do all different financings for small and medium-sized companies. It includes um, private placements for private companies, and it includes um, public offerings, so initial public offerings, secondary offerings, um, or registered directs, which are typically institutionally placed overnight transactions for the companies. So anything where we're building capital for a company that's ultimately going to be in the public markets or is in the public markets. And you've spent most of your career in this industry. That's correct. I've uh, been in this industry for over 30 years. And uh, prior to that, I spent some time in manufacturing companies. So I got my feet wet with manufacturing and then moved on to financial services. So there's many people would think that there's not a lot going on in investment banking, but there is. Um, So let's talk about some of those things. Is it getting more and more difficult for individual investors to participate? Yes. And although we we have institutional clients, um, one of our big focuses is the individual investor. And um, throughout the years, it continues to get more and more difficult for individual investors to participate in public offerings, as well as the the pre-IPO financings. And today, um, most of the public offerings and pre-IPO financings are being consumed by institutions. What we like to do is continue to offer an opportunity for individuals to participate in the offerings we do, as well as we get pieces of offerings from the larger firms, and we distribute those to our individual investors as well. Now, the world's getting smaller with technology and travel and everything. Um, Are we seeing this industry become much more international? Yes, and especially in the United States, there's um, a lot more... um, international companies or foreign companies that are going public here in the United States. And with that sort of trend, there's um, a lot more risks involved and a lot more difficulties in really understanding the environment that that company that's overseas is faced. And for the individual investors, it's a much more complicated, difficult process to really understand which companies are good or not good. Um, And we Probably about 30% of our business is working with um, international companies and financing them here in the United States on the U.S. exchanges. In addition to our diligence, we hire um, diligence companies on the ground in the foreign country as well as lawyers. And so we do this in an effort to 
make it um, very clear for the individual investors what they're buying, how they're buying, and what the risks are, and making sure that we've uncovered any risks that need to be disclosed. Are there particular countries that you're dealing with more than you ever have before? Well, you know, China is kind of the big one. Yeah. And, you know, 10, 15 years ago, there was um, uh, Israel and some European countries that were big, but right now China is the big one. And then certainly over the last four or five months, there's been a lot of press about the, the increased risks of doing business in China. And, um, and a lot of investors have kind of stepped back from Chinese stocks. But I think we're going to see, um, as people understand and see the risk disclosures, I think that we're going to see people moving back into investing in the Chinese companies again. And for individual investors, this is probably positive because these additional disclosures that they're going to see in the offering documents will help them better understand things. Yeah, well, that brings up the big regulation question. Um, everything's becoming more regulated and disclosed and all that kind of stuff. Is that affecting your industry as well? Yes. Well, you know, and especially since um, it is getting a little more complicated, the um, the regulators have been putting a, a push to have individual investors not manage their own portfolios. They've been wanting to have individual investors put money in funds and, and managed assets. And um, so they have had less opportunity to invest in, in the public offerings and private placements and things like that, or or just other sort of instruments. And I think that's an unfortunate trend because I think it um, takes away what some of these investors have an opportunity to, to invest in. And at West Park, that's one of the things we want to continue doing is to be able to still offer these opportunities to individual investors that qualify and make sure that they can still make their own individual decisions on what type of transactions to buy. Everybody knows the big investment banks around, and, and you're a boutique firm. So being a boutique firm, what's your focus and what are the benefits of, of that? So as a boutique firm, we, we on the banking side, we focus on the small to medium-sized companies, the high-growth companies, um, companies that have um, you know unique opportunities. And then um, on the investor side, we do, like I said, we have an institutional sales arm. But really what we've been known for in the past is that we offer um, for accredited investors an opportunity to get into situations which only the large institutions typically get into. So we don't focus on any particular industry, but we focus more on the size of the transaction, the size of the company, and making sure that we always have an open door for individual investors to participate. Are, there, are you seeing a, an increase in certain kinds of transactions, or is it all over the board? Well, you know, over the last year and a half or so, just the amount of new issues and secondary offerings has been tremendous. And I think people have seen there's been just a huge influx of SPAC transactions, which is really an alternative way of going public. And so just a lot of new issues. We're seeing a lot of new issues, which are the more riskier type of transactions. But a lot of demand, a lot of institutions are investing in these things. And there's, um, especially in the world of technology and in the um, healthcare. Those two industries, huge, huge growth, a lot of transactions there, and a lot of risk, but a lot of upside. There must be an incredible amount of due diligence that your company does before they enter into transactions or deals with people. That's correct. The, the typical offering takes anywhere from a year to two years to get done, depending on the type of transaction. And it involves um, at least three or four sets of law firms um, at least one or two independent diligence firms, as well as the diligence that we do. It involves people um, you know, going and visiting physically, even during the pandemic, to go visit 
you know, physically visit the different locations. Um, just a huge, huge amount of diligence goes on. How did the last year and a half affect the business? I mean, it, you said even during the pandemic, you were going out and seeing people. So did it slow it down? Did it change it? Did it make it different? Did it make it better? Well, when it first started in March of 2020, I looked out the window and I said, wow, business is just going to come to a screaming halt. Completely wrong. And instead, it, it's, it's just been unbelievably strong. Just the, the amount of financings and offerings that have been occurring has been unbelievable. Um, I've been, I think we've been setting new records. And I think a lot of it's been driven by institutions that have a lot of money and they see that they need to invest it and they see just incredible opportunities. You know, with every downturn, there's a huge opportunity on the upside. And um, especially, in, like I said, especially in technology, the pandemic, technology companies have done fantastic. And, um, and then, of course, healthcare. And it's just, but it's, it's just across the board just a huge amount of money has been flowing into new issues and secondary offerings. I think maybe instead of everybody running around like crazy, everybody hunkered down and see what they could get done. Right. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I think that's definitely it. August of 2020, nobody went on vacation. So it was, right. everybody worked. And now that you see the world opening up a little bit, is are, are you taking away things that you did in the last year and a half and applying it along with what you did in the past to kind of have a, a new outlook on what the future looks like? Well, you know, so so a couple of things. There's a lot of things where we've been able to um, invest in technology to make the, the process of these offerings go faster and more efficient. Um, and, and in terms of being able to offer more information to investors using technology, we're able to do that as well. And that's been a result of what's been going on over the last year, investing in new types of technology. And, and I think that's really the key thing is, is for it, especially inv individual investors to be able to give them access through their phones, through their computers, to instant information, create a dialogue with them so you can, you know, they can ask their questions or at least see what's going on. Um, but, but through technology versus you know, calling up and asking somebody a question. And I think that's kind of one of the big takeaways from the last year and a half. Yeah. Advisorspedia is a site for financial advisors. So what's the opportunity for financial advisors to learn more, learn more for their clients, become more aware of what's going on in the investment banking world? Yeah. So we, we've seen, and we, and we have some financial advisors in West Park, but we've, we've seen that for financial advisors, one of the great opportunities is to, to look at these other products, these banking products, and not to replace what they're doing with their clients, but looking at the client and saying, is this client also interested? Do they have a piece of their portfolio that's more on the risk side and is interested in doing this? And, and a lot of times, the financial advisors have found out that their clients are actually doing this away from them someplace else. And if they look at these products and they get experience with these products and understand them, they're able to talk to the clients and tell them that in addition to what I'm already offering you, here's this piece that you may or may not be interested in. And a lot of times they are, not from the standpoint of that you're trying to push them, but the standpoint that they're already doing it someplace else. And here you're able to offer them in a one, one place package. So it's another opportunity for advisors to get more share of wallet for their clients with something unique. Absolutely. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, we, we started talking about technology a minute ago. Um, is there anything new, cool that you guys are working on? I mean, investment banking doesn't sound new and cool, but it can yeah. be. Yeah. So um, over the last year, we uh, started a uh, TMT, Research and Institutional Sales and Trading Group. 
and TMT is technology, media, and telecommunications. And so in this world, we figured we need to offer something that is very focused, very niche, that people need, and especially with the, um, the, the, the activities of the last two years, technology and media has been very, very important. So we have brought in some very high and very successful, very well-followed research analysts to follow those areas. And the, and the nice thing about this is they're catering to the very, very large institutions, but for our um, high net worth accredited investors, we're able to also bring them in and see that research. So it gives them access to information and research that typically is just going to the large institutions. And that's a, a huge value add so that they get an idea of not where things have been, but where the trends are going and where the opportunities are. How long ago did you launch that? So we la launched it in November of 2020, and it took a while to to build it to where it's ready to go. It took us about five months to get everything together from there's a huge amount of software and technology investment just to get the group going. And so we've been full bore going 100% since April of this year. And then we have about 12 people in the group, and we expect to bring in um, probably another 10 people in the next 12 months um, on the group and continue to build it. What's the feedback from the accredited investors? Are, some, are you finding it something they enjoy, they're consuming, they're learning? What are you hearing? Yeah, so, so it's, it's, they typically don't get access to this sort of research and, and information. And so um, it, when we first sent it out to them and showed it, they're like, wow, this is interesting. But then as they're getting it on a continual basis, they've actually been you know, coming back to their brokers or advisors and saying, tell me more, what, tell me more about this, I'm interested. Um, and, and, they, and we've actually seen an uptick in the business in that area because of this with the accredited investors. So for the investment banking world in general, you've been doing it for 30 years. Are you still excited to come to work? Are you still excited about the future? How are you thinking? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm still very, very excited about it. And, it's in, and it keeps changing. There's always new regulations and there's new opportunities. And, and today, you know, where it's very, very exciting is with all the information flow, it's, it's a much better environment for learning about companies, learning about where the trends are. And it's also becoming a smaller world. And so from an international standpoint, where we used to be more focused on just the US, I think across the board, investors can look internationally and they can look at opportunities in the banking area all over the world, get good information. And the playing field is no longer just the US from a banking standpoint, it's really the whole world. And I don't even think we've begun to see how we can really capitalize on pulling banking transactions from all over the world. Richard, thank you so much for joining us today. If people want to get in touch with you or West Park, how do they do that? So um, you certainly can go to our, our website, wpcapital.com, and there's a contact us. Um, or um, my email address is r at wpcapital.com, so just the letter R. And as founder, I got to choose that easy email address. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and um, or telephone is 310-203-2902 and that's my direct dial wow there you have it all his information right there for you thanks so okay. much for joining us you're welcome thank you very much thank you for joining us please follow us for all the latest updates on twitter linkedin and facebook all at advisorpedia for everybody at advisorpedia our producer jakey beard and the power your advice podcast team this is doug heikinen <laughs>